0: Welcome back to Two Chicks and a Horror Flick. I'm Tawny Ray, And I'm Felicia Connor. And today we have another awesome guest episode for you guys. So we have Erica and Roshane from Homies of Horror. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hello, Welcome. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being on. I'm super excited about this conversation. So, I mean, I guess like we'll just jump into it and say that today we're going to be talking about Cabin Fever, which you guys picked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Actually, maybe before we talk about that, do you want to give a little bit of background on like your podcast and how you guys got started and sure. where to find you, obviously?
1: Yeah. Um, So our podcast is Homies of Horror, obviously. Um, we got started at the begin. well, I mean, mid-ish beginning of lockdown last year. I was getting into podcasts because I work in the food industry, and so there was a lot of time of just sitting inside of the restaurant and not talking to people, and I was like, I'm just going to listen to podcasts, and then I thought it would be really fun to make a podcast, and so I reached out to Roshane one day, randomly, and I was like, hey, what like what are you doing (laughs) do you have time (laughs) would you want to do a podcast and he was basically just like yeah why not and so that was how pretty much the idea of starting the podcast came about but horror movies so we originally met when we were in college which was Mm -hmm. like what 10 years ago now
2: several decades and (laughs) a couple wars ago yeah we were back in college
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we met when we were in college. We went to a performing arts school. And we were in the same group for a college. Because the way that our college worked, it was like, if you were you were put into groups every semester, and that was who you had every single class with. And so you could either like hate everybody by the end <laughs> of the semester, or you could be best friends. And luckily, our group really liked each other. Um, but I think for us, we became really good friends because we both found common ground because we loved horror movies
2: mm-hmm. and the horror
1: genre. And so we would have, like, movie nights.
2: Yeah. And, and like, I have always enjoyed the genre myself, but Erica is, like, a walking horror encyclopedia. So <laughs> she, it was, like, really good to, like, learn <laughs> about different um, horror movies. And, like, she introduced me to a lot of different stuff um, within the horror movie genre. And then on the flip side, I... Uh, I returned the favor by uh, throwing some horror video games and stuff her way. And so we kind of like had like a back and forth bonding session over the genre in general. Mm. And now here we are, years later. Yeah, uh, because
1: I think that's what's kept our. Okay, that's not the only thing that's kept our friends. That's the only going. reason we're
2: friends. The only I reason
1: I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like, the only reason I still talk to him is because every time horror a new horror exists. movie comes out, I'm like, hey, have you seen this? Um, but yeah, so it kind of just seemed like a given that that would be what our podcast would be about because we both love it so much and we love talking about it with each other so much. So I don't know. It just kind of like all fell into place as far as...
0: As that, the podcast theme and everything. That's awesome. That's and you awesome. guys also stream, right? Like video games that you play? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we It's a little bit of a work in progress, but we've been streaming on my Twitch channel for a little bit now. Um, just doing fun. Like we'll do little um, small tidbits for our episode. So we'll like talk about whatever movie We had been watching that week and like, you know, talk with people live about it and then we'll play scary games afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, Fun.
3: Yeah. 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 And we're trying
2: we're (laughs) trying to get like even more into it now, but it's like it's a slow process. It's it's taking a little time, but we're getting there.
1: Yeah. We're trying to add in more games right now. We've been sticking to Phasmophobia. I don't know if you guys have seen or played that
0: game. I've only heard of it through you guys okay
1: <laughs> it,
2: it's basically paranormal activity of the game where like you are looking for paranormal activity within a house and trying not to get killed by the ghost while figuring out who and what the ghost is mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it okay. gets really stressful real quick
1: <laughs> mm, very stressful it's It's really, I'm just really, I can watch horror movies all day and be fine. But you put a video game in front of me where I'm like, feel like I'm actively in the experience. I'm a wreck. I'm like a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, he can keep his cool a lot more than I can. And it's like a co-op game. So that's helpful. But if it's just me on my own devices, it's going to take me a very long time to beat the game.
4: (laughs) I've totally mentioned this before. Like Silent Hill. I remember mm-hmm. I started playing it, and I was so terrified I couldn't play it anymore. <laughs> just recently, Tani, you'd be proud of me. I did play a game. I went into my daughter's room. She was at her friend's, and I turned on her Xbox and played—that <laughs> took me a while—played Blair Witch Project on oh, okay. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it took—you know, I didn't even play that much of it, even though I was playing for a long time, because just trying to figure out how to move the guy around and all of that, but— <laughs>
0: It was fun. (laughs) That's awesome. I I've looked at that one. I just can't play that much anymore, and so it's kind of sad. But
1: yeah, (laughs) it's fun if you ever get a chance to play Phasmophobia in particular. It's nice because it's like not a story. So if you're like, oh, I just want to try it out, you can just do like a quick hunt and then call it a day, rather than being like, oh, I have to beat this entire game. This is gonna be like. A journey. That's what's nice about it is it's like a, yeah. quick, a
2: quick. It's job. very much like drop in, drop out. Like if you want to play, you can play for like half an hour and then be like, all right, I'm good. That that's the amount that I wanted to play today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good <laughs> sounds to know. Fun. That sounds fun. I played like 20 minutes of Dead by Daylight, which everybody was like talking oh, about yeah. forever, mm-hmm. and I like just did not have a lot of fun. It was probably because I was like playing with total strangers. Like <laughs> I wasn't playing with friends or anything. I think that probably makes a big difference. But I was like. I don't like this as much. Like, it's kind of frightening. Like, you're like, oh, uh, this thing is right up on me all of a sudden. Like, that part was scary. But I love, like, the story scary. It sounds like this might be right up my alley. I'll have to check Mm -hmm. it out at some
1: point.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. If
1: you do, let us know. Because we'd be oh, down yeah. to play. <laughs> we'll, okay.
2: We'll run you through the paces. We got you.
0: Oh, that, <laughs> oh, that's we're professionals fun. at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, need, I need that, like, how do I play this? Because I always get it from my boyfriend, Jade. I'm always like, like, he got me. He's always getting me up and, like, running with any video game. And so he, like, got me up and running with, like, Dark Souls, anything, really. He's like, this is how you play. This is what you want to do, which is, like, kind of cheating, maybe. But, you know, <laughs> I'll take it.
4: We should probably mention too, Tani, because we always forget that we're going to spoil this movie. Uh, We're going to talk about whatever we want. So if you don't want to hear that, go watch the movie and then come back. And I know Tawny and I are probably going to (laughs) curse. I always try to to be uh, better at not doing it when we have guests, but you never know what's going to come out of us. But that's about it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's fine. I was about to say, I was thinking about that earlier and I was
0: like, I'm going to try not to
4: cuss uh, too much. But. No. no.
0: <laughs> let, it, let it happen. Let yeah, it... I usually,
4: we usually say we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie and I I just censored myself to try to
0: shut it down.
4: <laughs> they know, Felicia.
0: They know we cuss they a bunch. It's all good. <laughs> um, so just like a couple more questions for you guys just because I think it's, it's always a great opportunity to talk to you and get to know you a little bit more and I actually don't know if I've heard you guys talk about this on any... Maybe maybe a while ago, so I probably have forgotten, like, in your intro episode, but what started off, like, both of your love for horror, which mm. I'm assuming was when you were a little kid. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. I think... Do you want to go first or do you want to go first?
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go through um, my memory banks.
1: Yeah. So for me, when I was a little kid, I was a pretty big scaredy cat. I used to get scared really easily by movies that weren't even horror movies. Like the first memory that I have of that is the Titanic, the scene,
2: (laughs) the scene (laughs) where
1: they like go down and they're just going through the ship and everything's like covered in algae and it's really dark and blue. I don't know why that memory just like stuck in my head for forever and So for a while, I was really averse to watching horror movies. And then I remember my aunt came to town and she's like a huge horror lover. And we went to Blockbuster and she rented Psycho and Eight-Legged Freaks. I don't know why those two, (laughs) but she rented them and then she brought them back. And she was explaining like the plot of Psycho to me. And I don't know, just the way that she was talking about it just made me really excited. And I was really interested in watching that movie because I wanted to know what she loved about it so much. And so then from there, I just kind of started introducing myself to, you know, horror movies as I could, as I like caught them on TV, or if my sister was watching one, I would like jump in and pick it up from wherever and then I guess from there I just kind of became like obsessed with it and expect and especially helped me to to like listen to like acting commentary or director's commentary on it it helped me to put a divide between the fact that it was a movie and not real life so it helped me not to be as scared of it and then I was good to go after that (laughs) I was like obsessed after that yeah.
4: I love that's that. Cool. So I just need to get my seven-year-old to watch the the director's commentary first, and then she can watch the movie with me. Yes. Yep. Have, yep. Them okay, talk,
1: have them <laughs> talk over it and explain how they do everything, and then you're like, okay, like, this blood and guts and stuff isn't real. It's it's fine. <laughs> well,
4: that's pretty cool.
2: Um, For me... So when I was younger, my my parents never really um, restricted the stuff that I could, like, watch or play. Like, I was very open. They trusted me to, like, um, you know, kind of entertain myself. And so if I ever wanted to, like, watch scary stuff when I was younger, I could. And um, my older sister, who I'd lived with, uh, was a very huge horror fan. Like, she loves horror movies. Um, As well as, like, sci-fi movies. She's, like, a big sci-fi, like, original uh, head. Um, But uh, I remember when I was younger, um, I actually went to a uh, summer camp, and it was just one of those, like, day summer camps. And while we were there, the camp counselors had the bright idea of letting a bunch of, like, eight- and nine-year-olds play Resident Evil 2. Um, (laughs) which was um an experience for sure um and i remember like i played for all of like five minutes before i got like mercilessly ripped apart and i was like huh like the 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 level of adrenaline that i felt like i felt like i think that moment kind of started my love for like zombies and stuff like erica knows this but like zombies is like my my thing like I love all sorts of zombie content, movies, all that stuff. Um so I think a lot of my love for the genre kind of stems from my love of that particular facet of horror. Mm-hmm. Um and so from there it over the years just expanded into um from zombies to like paranormal stuff. Like I love all the paranormal activities. Like those are like my my guilty pleasure films that I'll watch whenever I can. And um when we When we started watching movies together in college, uh, at that point in time, I'd now kind of shifted focus to the film industry and like learning a bit more about how movies are made and like all the nuances of all these things. And having that knowledge and then going back and watching horror movies that I've you know watched in the past or seeing new ones, allowed me to see these movies in a different light and kind of really appreciate them for what they for what they were. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like a fluke, I suppose, that I got into horror movies when I did. Um, but now as an adult and with a library of movies that I've watched in the past, I'm able to, um, you know, really, really sit with these movies and like um, know why I like these movies, not just because they give me a weird scare rush um, <laughs> yeah. and actually being able to kind of um, figure out what it is about this genre that I love so much. Um so to actually answer the question, um, not having any restrictions on stuff growing <laughs> up is kind of how I got into horror. <laughs> that
0: That's awesome. Fun. What what would you say is like your favorite zombie
2: movie? Uh, Twenty Eight Days Later by far my favorite zombie movie. Um, but it's followed by Shaun of the Dead for sure. Mm-hmm. Which flip side, but <laughs> <laughs>
4: good ones. Really good. Um,
0: I have a similar question for both of you. Like, what what is your number one scariest movie? Ooh. Maybe not your favorite, but the one that, like, scared us
1: scariest.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I know what yours is. Can I say it?
2: Mine? Yeah. I mean, you can. I'm probably I probably don't gonna be. know. Maybe. Even if I'm try wrong, it. just pretend try like I was right. Cause... Try it out. <laughs> Let's see. Let's okay. see what happens.
1: Is it the Evil Dead remake?
2: oh that's a good that that's a good one and it could have been but it's not today uh, okay. it's not today but was, yeah it
1: was but today it, you're changing it, w- it up
2: it's it, it it it's up there is that because of the story that I told you about that movie yeah. is that why yeah we yeah. had a
1: really bad nightmare from that movie so I yeah, thought maybe that was oh. what it was gonna be <laughs>
2: that was no that was that was like it was a good pick um uh, the short version of that story I watched the Evil Dead movie. And that night, I had one of the most terrifying nightmares I have ever had in my entire life. And I have not watched that movie since. Um, But, no. Today, it is not Evil Dead. Um, Actually, (laughs) uh, funny enough, it's one of the ones that you've talked about in the past, Erica. And I think it's actually Hostel. I was kind of thinking about it. Because, like... The concept of hostile, out of all horror movies I think I've seen, actually frightens me the most, of just like going somewhere and then getting scooped up and put into this terrible um, situation. Um, So yeah, I I think today it's hostile, but maybe (laughs) maybe later this week it'll go back to being Evil
0: Dead. (laughs) I'm a fan of that answer. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Because I love hostile, too.
1: Um... Okay, so yeah, so I've said hostile before in the past because I, it it did really scare me. I remember when I first saw it, I could not get like the concept of it out of my head. But for me today, because I was thinking about this, <laughs> I was thinking about it earlier, and I was trying to think of a movie that really, at the time, scared me. And I'm going to have to go with Saw today, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. The first one, because I remember when I first watched that, The it was the first time that I really was introduced to the idea of being tortured as a way of being killed and also like, you know, being swept, captured and locked in this room. And it's up to me to decide if I live or die was something that I had a hard time dealing with because I just knew <laughs> at, for myself I would probably, there's no way I was going to survive those situations. And I remember for the longest time after watching that movie, I was like, it's fine because I'm a good person. Like, Jigsaw would never take me because I'm not a bad person. <laughs> and I thought that way for a long time. So I was like, it's fine. Um, and also I do remember, too, in that movie, the scene the scene where the person is... Like, hiding in the little girl's closet. Oh, yeah. That part of the movie s- scared me for forever. I don't have my closets open, ever. Like, I can't have doors just open. And I realize that a lot of that stems from that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just can't have them cracked. Because if that <laughs> happened, I would just pass away. If I my door just started slowly opening, that's it for me. I <laughs> just die
4: of a heart attack fear
0: (laughs) Felicia what do you think yours is
4: oh The Strangers
0: okay because
4: for the same reason I remember there's a lot of movies that scared me and if I think of at the time like when I was a kid that had that effect on me like uh, you know I remember Poltergeist with that clown under the bed or you know different things in different movies at the time at my age but I'd have to say as like a uh, a grown adult. I the, the Strangers was the first one where I was literally screaming, like my hands were wrapped up, my husband's like jean pants, and they were like <laughs> white knuckled. And it's the same, it's a lot of the same reasons that you um, both had mentioned that the idea of being home and someone um, wanting to break in and kill me. And especially with that movie, I felt, I mean, there's maybe a couple points where I'd say, oh, I would do this. But when they go to do the thing, I was like, yeah, go do that. They're like stopped in their tracks. I'm like, oh, that's not an option now. (laughs) And so with that reality of it, just, and that someone's in the house, that terrifies me. And that Echoes throughout my entire life because I do not go to bed without checking everything, even the kids' windows, because once they fell asleep with it open, and I'm like, Are you trying to kill us? So so that would be it for
0: me. Yeah, interesting. There's like a definite theme of like real, like real life horrors. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting segue into (laughs) why did you guys choose this movie? cabin fever, because I think this falls into that same realm of real, real things, you know, Mm -hmm. even though I Mm -hmm. love like supernatural and, um, that kind of horror, it's like probably my favorite genre. I also love this, like real could happen stuff more grounded in reality. So yeah. Why did you pick this movie? (laughs) Okay. So I, I picked this one,
1: but well, I was listening to your guys's Hostel episode and I was like, oh, I should pick an Eli Roth movie because that would be fun to talk about. <laughs> and um, so then from there, I narrowed it down to two choices and one of them was The Green Inferno because that was a recent movie that I had watched from him that I didn't really like as much as I thought I was going to. And so from there, I was like... Uh, the other option was Cabin Fever, because that's a movie that I haven't seen in a very long time. I barely remember aspects of it, but the one thing I always remembered was that I used to really, really like it, and I was wondering if it still would hold up for me if we watched it. So yeah, I, br- I broke it down to those two ones, and then I gave you guys the option, because I was like, I would be happy to talk about either, because they're obviously both so different for me. Um, and so, yeah, I was excited, though, when you chose Cabin Fever, because I really only remembered a couple scenes out of this movie. And also, this was my first time watching the rated R version of it, because every time I used to watch it, it was on TV. Oh, okay. So I had never uh-huh. seen the original like rated R version. And there was a lot of stuff that made a lot more sense to me. <laughs> since things weren't cut out of the movie, I was like, okay, now I understand what's happening. Uh, so that was
0: exciting. <laughs> Getting the full picture. Yeah, yeah I, like, I can okay. only imagine what <laughs> it was know. like on TV. It's literally just like kids that go up and they're just running around. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like, you don't like, see oh. any of the gore. <laughs> yeah, there were so
1: many movies where I was like, or not movies, there's so many scenes where I was like, oh, this goes on. There's... Oh, this is a long scene in the movie, or in the original version I watched. This was like a two-second scene, and now it's like a full two-minute scene. And
0: I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm tracking. Like, <laughs> a lot of this makes sense. That's awesome. Um, and Felicia hadn't seen it, right? Mm. Roshane, had it. you seen it?
2: I don't think I had. Oh, or God. if I had, I just I remembered none of it. Like, God. I think maybe the bathtub scene was like somewhat familiar. Like, I remember getting to that scene and being like, have I seen this before? But the rest of the movie, no, I, didn't, I, I don't think I've seen it. Okay. So, it was the first time uh, for that one. And, like, mm-hmm. e- even when Erica had brought up the, like, choice to between the two, I was also leaning towards Cabin Fever because I was like, I don't want to watch The Great Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't. I still don't want to watch
0: Nah, I'm an an Eli Roth fan and for the most part, but the movies can be hit and miss. And I definitely think the Green Inferno has got to be one of my least favorites. Like I was really excited to watch it when I had heard that he was coming out with another movie. And I was just like, I was really disappointed by that one. So I was like, I'm not stoked to watch this because we like to pick movies that we liked, you know, at least somewhat. (laughs) So I'm glad that you guys were okay with that pick. No, yeah, I was totally fine. Because I feel the exact same
1: way that you did. Like, I was really, really excited to watch that movie. And I had heard such really good things about it. And then I watched it and I was... uh, Part of me... One of the main reasons that I brought it up and I wanted to maybe talk about it with a group was because part of me felt... Like, maybe I was missing something, or maybe I was being too critical about some things, but nah, that's all I needed. If you felt <laughs> the same way, then <laughs> I know I'm not crazy.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't think you're alone. I don't think it's just us that dislikes that <laughs> okay
4: <one. laughs> Yutana, you saw Cabin <laughs> Fever, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: I had watched it when I was younger, and... I think I had watched it maybe once or twice, like a while back, but it had also been a very long time for me. So it's interesting. We'll get into, you know, how we felt about it, but it was interesting to go back and revisit it. Mm-hmm. And I think some things held up well and other things didn't. So we'll mm-hmm. get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so before we get into that, <laughs> one last question. What's everybody drinking? Felicia, what are you drinking?
4: Water. Water i know (laughs) (laughs) i'm drinking a giant jug of water (laughs) that's fair gotta hydrate well i just grabbed it i grabbed it Ran, ran
0: (laughs) um erica what are you drinking um i'm drinking
1: so this is a founder's mas agave premium hard seltzer Mm. and it's great good it's actually really good um I had never tried it before. I just, we recently got a mini fridge and my boyfriend just bought like stuff just to to go in it. it. (laughs) Yeah. And I was, so I was like, let me try this. Like, why not? But it's actually really, really good.
4: It's like very refreshing. (laughs) Good. You saying that, I just texted my husband, baby, can I have a beer? It's Please. a good day
0: for one. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday was so warm. We went and sat on the porch, and I drank a couple Trulies, and it was just real nice. Real mm-hmm. summer summer vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. Feel it? <laughs> yep. Um, Roshane, what do you got over there?
2: Uh, I'm currently also on the water train myself, uh, mostly because I actually got vaccinated yesterday.
3: Oh, nice. Um,
2: Woo and so that was exciting, but the they were not lying about the side effects. Um, <laughs> so I am very much hydrating non-stop currently to like just stay above water because it's been it's been a rough twenty-four hours. We're here, but it's been rough.
0: <laughs> was that oh. your first or your second dose?
2: Uh, I did the the one dose or oh. the, oh, the, the Johnson Johnson. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and I'm like I'm basically good now, but Like 10 hours afterwards, I feel like I hit the entire checklist of side effects. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is not fun. Uh,
0: I'm going tonight. I'm getting my second dose. And I'm like, second dose? I'm a little nervous. I'm like, I think it might, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'd take that over actual COVID any day, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I'm just a little anxious about it. Did you experience the side effects the first time? No. I had a little, I had like a headache. But it was very, very minor. Even the arm soreness, other people were talking about the first one being, like, really bad. But it was, like, nothing for me. That's what I've heard is, uh,
1: like, uh, my coworker and then my dad just got their first doses. And both of them were like, oh, my God, my arm feels like it's going to fall off. And I'm like... (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i did i did warn my dad because he got it and he was like i feel great and i was like hey just a heads up like your arm might be really sore and he's like okay thanks and then 30 minutes later he was like oh my god my arm i was like tried to tell you i don't know i don't know what you want me to say yeah
2: yeah it was it's weird because like i felt nothing until i I tried to go to sleep last night and Mm. then i just got hit with like honestly the worst headache i've ever had oh, like man. in my life i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat that that's like the <laughs> worst headache i've ever had but outside of that the rest was like chill feeling
1: good <laughs> yeah that's good. i was just was like weird.
2: holy shit dude
4: <laughs> yeah, i haven't gotten mine um but it seems like uh, everyone on my team were getting their vaccinations this week on different mm-hmm. days and different mornings and the next day everyone was just calling out sick calling out sick mm. i'm like no mm. one else get a vaccination until next week <laughs> please. <laughs>
2: the the most ironic part to me is i told my mom i was getting my vaccine she's already gotten hers right and she was like all right well make sure you have tylenol um you know just to have around because you'll probably get a headache and of course being a little rebel I'm like I don't need no Tylenol like (laughs) I'll be fine y'all should have seen me last night be like mom oh my god (laughs) I'm sorry I should have got the Tylenol
0: (laughs) you're like will you bring me some Tylenol please oh my god that's awesome oh exciting I'm I'm I, I'm so
2: excited about the vaccination
0: situation. I'm like, oh God, in like two weeks, I'm going to be able to just like not even worry about it. I'm so stoked.
2: It's nice to have it done. and yeah. just be like Okay, cool. For at least for now, we we'll don't have the to worry piece, about it.
0: The peace of mind mm-hmm.
2: is worth
0: the... The
1: horrible headache. <laughs> barely. barely.
0: <laughs> yeah, barely. You're like, I'm okay just staying inside, actually. So.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I like it inside. I know. <laughs> um.
0: Well, I am also drinking a truly, just one, because I'm also afraid of potentials. St- I got to get a baseline. You know, like, I'm like, I don't need to be buzzed getting a second right. shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to have a good baseline, so. But got a summer drink on hand. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so are you guys ready to dive into this? Yes. So I will just run through the info. So we're talking about Cabin Fever from 2002, the original. Have have any of you seen any of the other ones? There's like yes, mm. a sequel, a remake and a prequel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I watched the both the sequel and
1: the prequel. Okay. I have not seen the remake because I heard that it's basically the same Movie just with new actors, yeah. So that's what I've heard too. So, part of me wants to see it just because I wonder if they have changed any of the now that I've rewatched it. That dialogue that's pretty outdated, I'm wondering how they've changed that or if they've changed that. So, I might see it now, but I was
0: confused about that <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I know Felicia was like, which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> 2002, <laughs> 2003, 2016.
4: 2016. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. And she then she told me, and I'm like, okay, the one with the red skull, right? It just has a red skull. It doesn't have a... <laughs> <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I
0: was just curious about that. Um, so the director is Eli Roth, like we were saying. So the cast, I'm going to run through real quick. Um, Ryder Strong is Paul. Jordan Ladd was Karen. James DiBello is Bert. Serena Vincent played Marcy. Joey Kern played Jeff, and then I just put this in as, like, a special mention. Eli Roth had a cameo as Justin slash Grimm was his nickname. <laughs> um, so this movie had a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 77% of Google users liked this movie. So that was kind of... so I I feel like anybody I talk to really loves this movie, so I'm surprised, actually, how, how I thought those were going to be higher.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then the budget for it is 1.5 or was 1.5 million and box office was 30 million so it was real cheap wow. um and- i didn't realize it was that yeah tr- i mean
1: that makes sense it's like basically all one location and outside yeah but, but
0: you think about things that like like they <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, but we'll get there in, like, two seconds anyway. But they, like, light a guy on fire. They have, like, a dog. Like, I was, like... I was kind of, like, you'd think this would cost more than it did.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because there is... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, effects and stuff in here. Mm -hmm. But I wonder... I don't know. Maybe they just... They probably got that cabin for pretty cheap.
0: Yeah. They must have. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway... Okay, so now we're gonna run through um, two minutes with Tawny. Two I minutes give with you Tawny. <laughs> a very quick recap of this movie. Okay, so when five friends rent a cabin for a week, Bert accidentally shoots at an obviously ill hermit and leave hi- leaves him in the woods. The hermit shows up later that night and tries to take their truck so the kids beat the shit out of him and light him on fire, and he runs off into the woods. They try to find some help but can't seem to get it together. The hermit's dead body is revealed to be laying in the stream, which leads directly to the cabin, so when Karen drinks first, you know some shit is about to go down. One by one, the kids catch a horrible flesh-eating disease, and on top of that, have a rabid dog roaming around, occasionally attacking them. Bert gets (laughs) the truck working and goes to the corner store in town, where a little boy bites him and gets infected too. The townspeople decide to hunt them down and kill them all to quarantine the disease. Meanwhile... Karen gets locked in a shed and left to die. Serena shaves her skin off in the tub. Jeff is somewhere in the woods fending for himself with the rest of the beer. And Paul has to put Karen out of her misery with a shovel because her face got eaten off by Mambo, the roaming rabbit dog. (laughs) Pretty much everyone dies except for Bert, who goes on an epic quest. (laughs) Pretty much everyone dies. (laughs) I'm going to start that again. (laughs) Pretty much everyone dies except for Bert, who goes on an epic quest to get away, gets picked up by the cops, and then also dumped in the river dead. Jeff's still alive and returns to the cabin to see the massacre of everyone else and gets shot to death by the cops, who now burn all of the bodies to contain the sickness, except everyone in town is drinking tainted water from the corner store. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Good job, Tawny. That was great. (laughs) Thanks. This was a oh. weird one. Cause it's like the most simple story ever. <laughs> but there's actually so much that happens that it was like, how do you yeah I don't know, wrap this up in a way that makes sense. So there's a
1: lot of like bizarre moments that are <laughs> actually pretty important to the story, but like saying them back. It sounds like it could almost be in a different movie. <laughs> like I don't totally, but it's important to the movie.
0: It's just weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, and
4: yeah, I felt we'll that I more. was like, oh, another thing, another, <laughs> another thing. <laughs> um. So I don't know if we
0: want to just go around and do a quick round of just like overall how we felt about the movie. Um. Yeah, let's do it, Felicia. Do you want to start us off being the only person who had? Well, I guess Rochaine, you hadn't seen it. Rochaine hadn't seen it.
2: So. Yeah, I hadn't really. I'm coming from a place of seeing it for the first time.
0: Okay, Rochaine, you yeah. kick us off then. How did you overall feel about this?
2: Um. So <laughs> I. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of this movie. Mm-hmm. I'll say. That, I'll say that from the jump. I wasn't a huge fan. However. There were a lot of things in the movie that I could see were very quintessential early like Eli Roth that I that are things that I enjoyed in his later work. Yeah. that I feel like I saw the 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 roots of those in this particular movie. Um and even though I wasn't like a huge fan of the film, it did have some parts that I did enjoy and um the cast of characters was very, very strange, but they were entertaining to watch. Um, so, yeah, overall, not my favorite movie, but there were some things that I did enjoy.
0: Okay. That's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> Felicia, do you want to go next?
4: Yeah, I would say overall, like, uh, I liked-ish the movie. Like, I think entertained. <laughs> <Nice>. like, there. Very- <laughs> At first, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But there were there were moments that entertained me. I think mm-hmm. that is exactly the g- good word way to put it. I there were some characters that I was like, I don't know why, I just like, I just like that guy. I don't know why, <laughs> and it and it was just, I mean, it was it was ridiculous, <laughs> and yeah. there was uh, there was something enjoyable enjoyable about it being ridiculous it was like an enjoyable ridiculous not like this is ridiculous I don't want to watch another moment of it um yeah so <laughs> that's how I felt about that movie
0: <laughs> Erica how did you feel overall and I imagine you'll have like maybe different experiences right from what you remember and now
1: yeah okay so so, like I said, I remember really, really liking this movie from, you know, what I could remember of it. And so I still, the story of this movie and the way, particularly the later half unfolds, I really enjoy. The, the good thing about this movie, it's only in like an hour and a half. It's once the actions begins, it pretty much keeps on rolling, which I think is a, pro for this movie Mm -hmm. but a lot of the stuff that I had forgotten was everything that's like pre the infection Mm -hmm. and like I didn't remember how they got it I most of what I remembered was from um Karen getting sick and then everything on Mm -hmm. so like I didn't remember anything about the characters I remember their personalities I didn't know remember why they were at the cabin so rewatching a lot of that stuff it was felt new to me and i agree that you can see a lot of where eli roth was like pressing out the kinks of how a lot of his future movies like their characters are he writes in such a spit the dialogue that he writes is like such a specific like eli roth type of thing and in this movie, it works for me sometimes, and then mm-hmm. it doesn't a lot of the yeah. time, <laughs> which could, <laughs> which, you know, is prob- like a lot of that is it's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. But also, I didn't re- I didn't enjoy these characters as much as I remember enjoying them specifically paul i remember really really liking his character i'm gonna chalk that up to the fact that i was equating him (laughs) to sean from boy meets world and that like i was projecting that (laughs) onto him because i didn't enjoy him as much this time as i did in the original but i will say i still thoroughly enjoyed the concept of this movie and i do think that that entire plot of it and the infection side of it is really interesting and really creepy. Um, That's the best part of this movie to me. If you can kind of get past the characters and (laughs) some of the bizarre things that happen in this movie like are funny, but a lot Mm -hmm. of it falls flat for me. And I did see that this is listed as a dark comedy, like a horror slash dark comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I
1: don't yeah. know about that <laughs> I
0: don't know <laughs> about that part <laughs> there was like a few moments of comedy right like it was like yeah and it was not super in your face I do feel like by the time we got to Hostel it had like fully generated like that balance of comedy and horror yeah. <laughs> and like you can just see like you guys are saying the beginnings of that here so it's not as prominent but yeah, because yeah, I think and by the time that Hostel comes around, like the characters are
1: so much so obviously like meant to be what they you know, like we're following these group of characters. And yeah, all of them are kind of caricature but that's what they are. And like they stick with that the whole way through. I feel like in this one, he was kind of trying to balance realistic characters with these caricature characters so it doesn't always mix for me as well as it does in like his later ones but I mean that just comes with time so
0: right I agree totally with what you just said Erica that's exactly how I feel about this like I I remember really liking it from the first watch of it and I don't remember any comedy from the first time probably because I was (laughs) just too young enough to even like comprehend I I only remembered the getting sick on And Mm -hmm. I remember being horrified by all of that. And I agree that I think that part is kind of the best part. And the iconic scenes, like the shaving scene, is what anybody remembers from this movie because it is so gross. It is so gory and gross. But, yeah, I couldn't help but, like, leave this most recent viewing being like, wow, a lot of that is bad. (laughs) Like, a lot of that... (laughs) That is not like the characters are weird. The writing is not great. There are these really bizarre scenes, like, especially the cameo from Eli Roth is so cringeworthy.
4: Oh. <laughs> was that just to introduce the dog?
0: Because what even was that for? I think so. Yeah. I guess. It's
1: so bizarre. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so bizarre. I was like,
0: Eli, (laughs) (laughs) did you have to be in the movie? (laughs) It's so over the top. The one thing that I feel like saves it is the fact that everybody else responds in a realistic way. Like, they're all like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Yeah, Like, because that's how you would react if somebody was being that over the top. But I do not like that over the top. Like it was, that was too much. But I think that's, I was thinking about that too, Felicia. Why do they even have this in here? It's for the dog. And the dog serves as like a plot device so that they can't get out of there. You know, like it's like another obstacle in addition to the truck not working and the townspeople like, (laughs) but I don't know. It's like, I feel like there's a lot that we could have dropped, you know, right? you could have tossed a lot of this out of the movie and trimmed it up and it would have been better. Mm Mm-hmm. No,
4: obviously. It would have been 30 minutes. No, <laughs> kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but a strong 30. But a yeah. strong
4: 30 minutes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like that kid, why does he do, oh, okay. No. Well, whatever, I'm just going to oh, say, yeah. It. Yeah, all that, that weird karate at the end. We'll talk about, yeah. Okay. I
1: <laughs> I was like, we're going to have to talk about the pancake scene. Because that is one thing that I do remember when I was younger. Every time that scene came on, I just was baffled. I couldn't understand why it had to happen that way. Like if the entire, if the point of it is that you need the kid to bite him, right? Which is the whole thing. It's like this kid has to bite him. We've already established that he's a biter. Um, Why does he have to kung fu fight his way to him to bite him? As opposed to, you know, him just maybe getting too close and him biting him anyway. Mm -hmm. That whole... One thing about this movie that I think would have helped it is if more people died because of the virus. And like you said, like, they introduce all of these obstacles. I don't necessarily feel like we needed to have the people from the town come and fight them and like like, come and hunt them down um it just didn't seem completely necessary and I feel like they had already established like with the police officer you already established that they know that they're up there why couldn't the police officer have just come back and they battled it out like why did he have to have the people from the town and this man carrying this box what's in the box
2: what's in the
1: box why are you carrying? like what was he he like tries to get it out before he dies I was like did you have an axe in there that you're gonna use to protect yourself like <laughs> it's very tiny yeah <laughs> it's just it's it is all very strange and it's fine like it's fine, and it I guess it kind of works in the reality of this movie, but it's sl- the slow motion of it. I had to laugh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not oh, for like. Yeah. The- <laughs> I just I don't know if I laughed for the reasons that he was wanting me to, or if I just
4: laughed because it needed to be cut from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I loved and felt really like yes when that blonde haired guy. Uh Jeff. the one who, who was scared of getting sick, mm-hmm. that guy. Um, when he's like running with his, you know, with the beer and the and his covering his face, and his girlfriend is like, Are you kidding me? Where are you going? And he makes some comment about you all need to stay away from me. You're all <laughs> up covered in her blood, like sorry. And I thought, yes, what everybody is like it. Like they're all so worried, right? And I understand wanting to take care of your friend totally, I'm like lock her up maybe in like a room right maybe in a room but I get why they did that that's nasty nasty contagious nasty um but they're like doing all this effort to lock her up and now they're like okay come on let's get in the car and they're like all up on her and carrying her and I'm like oh my god yeah I was like why don't
0: you just
1: open your mouth and let her vomit into your mouth the way that they were like in her face in her okay
0: i didn't understand sorry i'm jumping everywhere no that's okay i just (laughs) let's just keep going the problems the weird (laughs) let's just talk about it let's just go for it i i didn't like that the thing that i was wondering is why put her in the shed just put her in a room like and keep the door shut i don't
4: you know like yeah they couldn't be worried it was airborne because they kept going into the darn thing they kept Mm. opening the shed so sorry tanya I no, just no, no. excited You're right. about that. <laughs> the only person who's
0: afraid that it's airborne is Jeff, right? With his yeah, thing that right. he's trying to breathe through. So like no one else seems to be concerned about it. And it's just like, again, it's kind of, it just, it's a little weak, right? Like you you can kind of just see the progression. Oh, later I want a dog to eat her face off. So she's got to be outside, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, It just yeah. feels very, I don't know. Like, how can we make this happen? Right. Yeah. And that happens yeah. a lot, I think.
2: Yeah, it feels very disjointed. That's like the biggest thing about this movie is everything feels so disjointed. And it's strange because I feel like the the dark comedy aspect of it is from that. It's this world that he does create is just so ridiculous and nonsensical, even though it's like somewhat grounded in reality. It's really just like what the what is going on? throughout the entire thing and at some point in the movie even though I wasn't like a big fan of the movie at some point no matter how ridiculous the scenes got I was like yeah the tracks for this movie <laughs> Like, it makes it, a it,
1: lot of sense yeah it,
2: it yeah. makes like at, at, especially once you get into the infection portion of the movie like everything that happens afterwards I'm just like yeah sure <laughs> like yeah and, yes. <laughs> And it's like, and I don't even mean that like in a bad way per se. It's like he does set it up where it's like he puts you in a mindset where it's just like literally everything else that's gonna happen. Sure, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. We've we've already gone on this journey together already. Yeah. Might as well just keep. Yeah, coming.
1: why not have a guy swallow a harmonica? Like, right? Like just why keep, Right?
0: Let's keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Why not introduce a woman beating a pig? Or having a guy chewed in half by his dog, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Randomly in
2: a cave somewhere. (laughs) Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah, (laughs) like yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) his dog
1: and it's funny because I actually until you guys just said that, I didn't realize that that was his dog. Like I don't know why I didn't put that together that Yeah, it's like he was introduced because this dog needs to come back later. And this dog is apparently rabid now. Um, But, which I, you know, it's fine. I guess I didn't mind the dog too, too much. But I do think that they relied on that really heavily. It was like anytime they didn't know... (laughs) <laughs> what to do or what violence was going to come up next, all of a sudden there's a dog. And he's Bring in like, the dog. Yeah. Can
4: we get the, <laughs> we can don't get know where to go with this.
1: Set? Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. And and it works for, I think it's the most effective when it finally does get in and is eating Karen. That's the bet. Like I was, you know, that makes sense. You're kind of expecting that the entire movie because that's what she's afraid of. I don't think it should have eaten the other girl. I can't, Oh, yeah. I wrote her name down. I can't remember what it is. Serena. Is that what her name is? Sure. I think so. Or, yeah. Um, I don't think it should have eaten her. I think that she should have died in a different way. Yeah. Um, or even just survived maybe until Jeff came back and maybe he killed her because she was like – you know, so far gone or something. Um, (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) Yuck. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, It works best when we're focusing on the sickness. Like, that's the thing of the movie. I feel like it's the most effective when we're watching them get sick and we're seeing the effects of that. And then when you add in all these extra elements, it's just a little bit, too much, like, yeah. like, and I. Like, yeah. So the part with the party when he shows up and he's like coughing all over everybody. I actually like that scene because it's part of the sickness. It's like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like he's gross, and they're trying to get him away, and he's like causing all this havoc. Like I wouldn't have minded seeing more of that, of them like spreading it around. Like, yeah, that would have been cool.
2: It <laughs> it almost felt like the. Cause I think most people would agree that yeah, the sickness part is like the best part of the movie. And that's like, like why you watch this movie. Right. And I, it feels like up until that scene that you just talked about, Erica is like, they struggle to figure out how to actually use it. Um, mm-hmm. as an effect, as an effective antagonist for this movie. Cause it's like everybody gets infected and then they're infected dealing with other things. They're not right. really, for the most part, dealing with just the sickness. And, like, I wonder if that comes from just, like, not trusting the sickness to be scary enough. Um, to be a through line throughout the entire movie that you have to introduce the huntsman from the town <laughs> and the the man eaten <laughs> dog and stuff like that. Because you need, like, more fear factor in there. um. I don't know, because, like, yeah, when you get to that scene and, like, he's actively infecting people, it kind of then goes into, uh, you know, kind of, like, zombie-ish territory where it's, like, that's where that fear comes from, right? Where, like, you get bit by a zombie, oh, you're screwed, right? That same level of tension, I think it's kind of lost in the, like, first 75% of this movie because it's, like, you you, you get... or. What's her name? Karen gets sick. Mm -hmm. And then 30 minutes later, we finally get somebody else getting sick. And it's just like, they don't, they don't cohesively just move together. I think if they had just doubled down on the sickness and maybe used the sickness, um, in tandem with like the town and stuff more, we could have gotten, we could have gotten more out of there. But as far as what we get in this movie, it just really feels like there is a sickness, but also deal with all these other things. That's yeah. I think that that was kind of uh, distracting for me. I agree.
4: Um, yeah, that's a yeah.
2: really
0: good. Yeah. I think, uh, like for me, the my favorite part is the illness plotline and human panic. Right, like so mm-hmm. they're they're panicked about that and like i think just like what you're saying you could just kind of replace some of this other shit with that with more of that because i think that is the heart of what makes this movie scary is the fact that they are willing to do things to their friends that they wouldn't normally be willing to do because they're scared because they're panicked they don't want to get sick and like that's what i like like when they lock her in the outside it's so like inhumane but they're so scared they don't have, they feel like they don't have another option, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that could have ex- been explored in addition to the illness. And it just, for me, like, one of the other things I didn't like about this is pacing. Like, the pacing is weird. I, mm-hmm. even in the back part of the movie, like, I that's why I wrote in that he goes on a long journey. It feels like he's on an epic fantasy journey for me. To, like, get away, and then he just ends up getting picked back up by the cops, and so I was like, okay, like, all of this we could have just dropped. I I feel like, I mean, again, it's easy in hindsight to say, like, this should have happened, but if the illness had had, like, a quicker, like, onset or something, like, I think that would have solved a lot of these problems, because then you don't need them to be trapped in by the dog or the townspeople or the broken truck. It's, like, it's tearing through them, and they can't even react fast enough to like get out or something, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like without any spoilers, pacing wise, the Evil Dead remake did perfectly because everything happens mm-hmm. so fast. Like, I feel like that could have helped this <laughs> a lot.
4: Um, Like, why did that guy go all the way to that big house, watch that other guy's wife just to get <laughs> chased away? Your friends are dying. You're dying. There's contagion. Like, seriously? Like that. We, we didn't need any of that. Like mm-hmm. that was so unless they just wanted more naked women in it, like Which they wanted to fit more. Probably. <laughs> For <Yeah>.
2: this <laughs> film, it? I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. Okay. This film is very bro. Like this is the broiest <laughs> film I watched in a long time, and like that cringe level definitely got me through a lot of it. I was like, "Oh, Eli, I like you, man, but this this early two thousands writing did not age well." No. I
0: didn't. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh my God, this is too much. There's even like this thing that I read about him like fighting with Serena. Like he wanted to show her like whole ass and she was like not down for that. She was like, I, cause she had just come off of, I think not another teen movie. I didn't write this down, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just winging it here. But um, it, where she was like nude through the entire movie and she was like, I don't want to be typecast as like the nude person. So I, I'm not going to do it. And they like, I don't know had a battle about it. And eventually she was like, okay, you can show the top like one inch of my ass. And so they like <laughs> taped the sheets like literally, like just one inch like down her ass so that they could shoot it. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I read that and I was like, okay, dude, like <laughs> we get there's enough nudity and sex and like people trying to hook up. <laughs> you know oh what I mean? God. Like, yeah. let it
4: go. Well, I mean, just that in that particular instance, too, like your friend is falling apart literally. Are you really even that interested? and maybe I'm not a man, so I don't know. maybe I maybe maybe I would be. I don't know. <laughs> but like your friends are literally dying. your the girl that you have like had a crush on forever is her face her body is falling apart and bloody, and you're like, oh shit, naked girl hold on Dear. a second let me take
1: a look yeah snuffing out some candles super, yes. super casual nighttime routine i was like what yes is this you don't doing? do that every night and I, I guess i've been i've been doing it wrong i guess you've been doing <laughs> like, it wrong didn't know that was that was the way to go to sleep but yeah it's that's the thing about paul that i don't remember and maybe it is because i watched a cut version of this movie for so long is Paul really is led by his penis for the majority of this movie. Mm-hmm. um, And it's it's weird. It's like, um, because by all regards, I think he is out of most of them meant to be our protagonist. And I have no, I love a layered protagonist. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they all need to be saints. But the thing that was just weird about him most of the time was that he he was like so sexual in moments that I don't feel like it really called for it yeah. it's like oh I just killed this man and my friend is upset and she's sick I'm gonna like get kind of frisky with her and then she, like yeah. oh now she's dying and then a minute later the, oh this girl might be sick but yeah let's have unprotected sex and why not? Everybody else all my friends are dying but yeah let's they have sex because you feel bad <laughs> I know yeah, I was oh, like, yeah, good call cool <laughs> wow you really cracked the code there like. <laughs> <laughs> alright yeah and, now, and it's so funny because earlier in the movie he tells tells them to have you know have safe sex and then he later on doesn't do the same thing and he even questions her about it and he's like oh it's fine even though everybody's sick right and then yeah and then that was another instance where it's like his friend is desperately in need of help and he's ogling this lady through the window and then gets confused when her husband is mad Right. He's like, oh, wait, no, my friend's sick.
0: It's like, what?
2: <laughs> okay. I can see what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, who are
0: you? I don't care. Like, why are you staring at my wife? At least just explain yourself. Like, I was just trying to see if anybody was home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, just say, I didn't
1: know if anybody was home. I was looking through the window. Instead, he just says, my friend is dying. okay. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe you. Why? (laughs) Right. You're the pervert in the window.
0: Like, get away from my house. (laughs) (laughs) I did read something about the sex scene between the two of them that, like, was a piece Mm -hmm. of trivia that said, when Marcy sleeps with Paul, it wasn't meant to seem so sudden. Scenes that were filmed but not included in the final movie show, Marcy and Paul Becoming Closer, before it happened. So I think it wasn't meant to be, like, that fast. But mm. I agree that overall, like, I mean, this happens like all the time. I think especially in older movies where it's like, oh, we're all gonna die. You know what we should do is have sex. Like, but no, that's. I mean, maybe for some people, but that is certainly the last thing on my mind. I'm about survival. Oh, How am I gonna survive <laughs> you have some
4: nasty, like the nastiest contagious disease? Right. I am not wanting to touch anybody. That is. Not you know a what I should do on.
0: is introduce my genitals to this. Yeah. Like, yes. No. <laughs> Yeah, And and
2: it's like, if that, literally, if that sequence wasn't in the movie, and they just cut to her in a tub, the movie would have been fine. Like, that's Mm -hmm. that's the part that annoys me. It's like, it's just, it serves no purpose. Like, it literally does nothing but remind you, like, hey, this one character's not getting laid, and this one character likes to have sex. We already know this. We've established this in the first Mm -hmm. hour of this movie. Like, we don't need this excessive level of like all right now they're hooking up but if it was like a if it was part of a bigger plot line i do get it but you still probably could just taken it out completely
1: right yeah i think if they had weaved it in a little bit more um and because i don't surprisingly them them having sex isn't too big of an issue for me because i kind of get it in the sense of Like, I like the the thing she says before it happens. And I'm like, okay, I could kind of maybe believe for her specifically that she's like in this horrible moment and she just wants to feel close to someone. Her boyfriend's left her or whatever. But. I don't know, just the entire way it happens is very weird and how he really seems like he's like not in if both of them were into it then I think it wouldn't have been so odd. Like, if he also was upset and they just found comfort in each other. Mm -hmm. But he looks really... (laughs) Like, he's not having a good time. And (laughs) it ends, and he's obviously paranoid about it. And I think maybe they were... Maybe this was another thing where they were trying to say, oh, this is how Paul... Like, how it was spread to Paul. Because she obviously has it. But... If you're then going to show Paul later falling yeah, and basically <laughs> kissing the dead man that harbored the disease <sighs> yeah. and falling into it and his mouth is open, I'm going to assume that's how he got the disease. So the sex wasn't necessary. Well, like He basically jumps into the disease. So that's fine. Like, I get it. I get why he's sick. Or how sick. about you
4: just have sex? Because that is asinine why are you screwing around with that dead body i have it right here why <laughs> is he getting that dead body for fuck's sake i wrote it really big <laughs> oh, everyone's sick at this point he is trying to like i don't know find help there's a rotting disgusting body let's kind of
2: poke it with the stick poke
4: <laughs> it up the, come on that was absurd i would prefer just he had sex and or how about he got it because he's in that place and he's Feeding is that girl he likes or or he he was like she was asleep and he decides, hey, let's get frisky, even though she's clearly asleep. But he and then it's all over his hands. Yeah. How about that? Like, I assume he got it then. No, 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 no. Just to make it clear, this character has it. He's going to screw around with this dead body. (laughs) we're gonna shove him into it
1: yeah now that you say that that actually would have made a lot of sense because he got bit on the hand earlier and if he was touching her with the same hand okay great yes it got into his bite
4: yes and he's the one carrying around the water like he has the water and then he offers it to her um the first time and it's almost like there was one time where it seemed like he had the water and he kind of just offered it to her like if Mm -hmm. she wanted any when she was crying and when he went in there i didn't pick up like he got the water for her at that moment maybe i just missed something so anyways they are all in it like i wouldn't yeah. they didn't need to do the sex scene the water they didn't or the um the dead body scene they didn't do any of that and i already assumed that all of them – just the fact that that dude in the beginning was puking violently all over the car and they're getting close to him with bats, not hitting him though, just destroying the car. I'm <laughs> right. assuming even just that, even just that guy spewing everywhere, it's – they're all done for. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like they, they're – a lot of parts, they're just trying too hard because it's like the – one with the water thing in general, right? First and foremost <laughs> – one of the other things that bugged me is like, this is one of those movies where a lot of this was very avoidable yeah, um, yeah. from Hermit literally seeing a very, very much dead dog and still being like, oh, let me peek inside and see what's, <laughs> what's going on in there uh, yes. to to ver- water that very clearly has weird stuff in it that <laughs> yeah, it's like I floating. feel like they did. They went out of their way to show the shots of, yeah, there's something in this water. And somehow nobody ever notices that there's no. stuff in the water. Anyway.
1: I thought it was a fact- tooth at first.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like a tooth or like an eyeball oh. or like something. There was, an but there eyeball? Was clear, I don't think it was, was an eyeball. Clear, whatever it was, there was clearly something in the water, right? And I'm just yeah. like, you... So you show the dead body in the reservoir and the water leading to the cabin and somebody getting water that's all you have to do like that's Mm. literally it because they're all going to need to drink water at some point so it's it's already established in there how they're going to get sick but they the movie tries to find these different ways to like infect people where it's like you already did it like it's already there it's gonna happen um
4: oh that just clicked to me that's why they those two guys was that like why they were the ones that lasted the longest? Because they were doing this beer thing? Yeah, they were doing the
2: beer thing, yeah. But
4: also, oh, so getting blood on you and stuff like that doesn't infect you? It's just the water.
1: Right. I think it does. Like, if it gets in your, probably, like, mouth or eyes or something. But I think if it's just, like, you know, on your skin, as long as you... Don't like have any cuts. Into your you should hand be. Like you should be fine yeah. if you like wipe it off. But that's another thing. Is so I understand why Jeff didn't get it. Which I I do, I will say I think that's clever. I did like that they made that bet. So you mm-hmm. understand why Jeff is fine at the end because mm-hmm. he hasn't drink any water and he's been smart the whole time.
4: But um, Bert, did I miss something? Did Bert drink water? Why? Yeah, is was, remember he, he drank it? water. He just picked it up and drank it, and somebody, I don't remember who, said, oh, you lost the bet.
1: Oh, okay, I missed that.
4: Okay, gotcha. Oh, it was Paul. Paul said, oh, you lost the bet. It was right after Paul and uh, the blonde guy, Jeff, Mm -hmm. um, fought. They were fighting in the living room, Mm -hmm. and Paul got real tough all of a sudden. Stop it, you guys. And now he's a tough guy. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, you lost the bet.
1: Gotcha. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, so I I did like that. Like I thought that that was cool and like yeah, a good a, idea. It was a very
2: natural way for him to get inf- infected. That was just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, it makes sense. He's he's got it now. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, by the uh, time you even knew what was happening, you'd probably be infected because not only are they probably drinking the water, like I, that's how I picked up on it too, Erica, is like any, anytime it gets in your eyes, your mouth or whatever, or like an open wound or something, you're going to get sick because the very first person, the hermit gets sprayed in the eye with blood and he has it. So I mm-hmm. assume that if it gets like in anything, you're going to get sick. So like they have to take showers and like brush their teeth. And like, even if you're not drinking the water, it's going to mm-hmm. get in you somehow, right? Some way, yeah. So I I don't know. it. That part was like a little bit – it did get a little muddy because it was like, okay, are we just deciding that you only get this from ingesting
4: it? I, yeah. Do we know where it came from? Because I, I remember no. the dog – Okay, because there was the pigs and that was disgusting. And then the dog – yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because when he walked up, I was like, ooh, this guy killed this dog. And then he's, like, rubbing this rabbit all over it. I'm like, what is he doing? And then he didn't realize it was yeah. dead. I was like, oh, this is the movie I'm getting into. I mean, okay. Yes, <laughs> okay.
1: Glasses. Your dog has clearly been gutted. Very for something. dead. It's very dead. Yeah.
2: Very, he, very he dead. He was
1: struggling. Um, But, yeah, the – I do like that, too. Like, that scene, too, where the hermit comes up to the cabin is a gr- is a really good scene. Um. And I enjoy that scene. Probably, that's probably, like, one of the better ones, in my opinion, because there's so much tension and there's so much going on. And I think it's a good point where it kind of, like, divides all the friends and you can see Mm -hmm. all of their different reactions to it. But Bert, why didn't... (laughs) I don't understand why Bert didn't just tell his friends that that had happened. Like, why... I could understand (laughs) if Bert had accidentally killed him or something and he like was trying to hide it, but by all accounts, you, yeah, you hurt this guy, but then you were going to try and help him until he started being weird. You know that he saw the cabin, so like he knows that the cabin's there. Why wouldn't you just tell your friends like, hey, um, super sick, creepy guy lives in the woods. Uh, just be aware of that. <laughs> Let's maybe keep an Why? eye out, <laughs> all of us, yeah. because he's weird and he's obviously sick. Really I didn't, sick. A lot of them do that throughout the movie. They withhold information from each other that I feel like doesn't need to be withheld. Maybe if the stakes were higher about what the what they were hiding, I could understand. Like like they do that later on when Bert and Jeff go and visit that lady and Mm -hmm. they realize that she's related to the hermit they lie to their friends about it later paul lies about not being able to find help because he was staring at that naked lady like they all lie about really strange things that i feel like if they were just more honest with each other like yeah things would have been fine
4: (laughs) yeah because that i have it written down right here why didn't he tell his friends It, it that if he told his friends that does not equal them all saying oh let's get out of here." Because right. they didn't all have a lot of respect for him in the first place. <laughs> you know, so if he was like, I ran into this nasty this guy who was totally sick and I shot him with my BB gun, it probably would have been the same interaction where they're like, What is wrong with you? And they probably yeah. would have chalked it. You know, they wouldn't have really. I can't see them all packing it up and leaving. So it wouldn't have ended the movie. It was so weird also because of what you just said. Like if he was worried he hit the guy, he didn't seem worried.
2: He, maybe right. that was
4: an acting mo- thing, but he just walked up. He's like, yeah, I'm killing squirrels. <laughs> you know, like he didn't seem like nervous, like he was trying to hide the fact right. that he shot this guy. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, why wouldn't you, why are you, why are you keeping this secret? Because in a movie, if a character is going to keep something secret, we we have to know, we have to feel like, oh, ooh, is he going to tell someone? And we have to, you know, understand that. And this was just like stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I I
2: hundred percent preferred Sick Bert over <laughs> Healthy oh, Bert. Yeah. Yeah. The moment he got sick, he actually became a tolerable character, and I was like, oh, yeah. "Where was this guy for the entire movie?" Because the other yeah. version, <laughs> I'm so annoyed with. Sick
1: Bert was yes. like a definite upgrade for sure. I was yes, like, this I
4: is actually have. I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> this might be unpopular, but I actually have my two favorite characters was Bert, but sick. <laughs> right because when, when it started, I was like, "Oh, God, I gotta hate this guy, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked uh the blonde guy, Jeff. I thought I really didn't like Paul, yeah yuck, mm-hmm. yuck. but um <laughs> uh, but then I did I really I don't know. I liked his his just franticness and his because that's how I feel like I would be totally, and then this might be a very unpopular- uh opinion, but he was just so absurd that I began to like him, and it was the party man. <laughs> yeah. The cop. Oh yeah, yeah. I love yes. the
3: sheriff. I love I the sheriff. that guy,
4: especially after he came and was just puking blood on everybody. And he's like, "Man, you ruined the party. <laughs> yeah. Why did you?" I just really like that guy. <laughs> he
2: yeah. is I feel the like best. I feel like Party Man Sheriff was. He was what the movie was trying to be for the entire thing. And that's that's what when I talked about, like general thoughts about the movie is like that's the Eli Roth stuff of like that kind of character and this kind of world that works because like he's clearly an absurd character. But for the things that are happening, he fits right in like he fits right in and he adds such a great dynamic that you don't question it at all. And, like, I, I had the same thing where I was, like, he he was easily one of my favorite characters. Like, okay. just because it's, like, you make no sense, but I'm so happy you're here.
4: <laughs> okay, good. I thought, oh, gosh, people are going to hate me for this, but <laughs> I felt the same way.
0: No, he's great. Yeah. And I think that scene, the the party scene where he stumbles across them having this, like, party out in the woods is probably the best scene to me aside from the, like, the, the six scenes. Like, those are my favorite because I think they're the most effective, like, her being in the... Um, You know shed and finding her and having to like kill her to stop her misery and then the shaving scene like those are probably my favorite favorites because they're just so gory and good like that's what I like and remember about this movie but aside from those this is probably my favorite scene for exactly what you're saying like I think this this perfectly encapsulates the the comedy in a much better way than, like, the rest of the movie does. Like, Mm -hmm. it's very funny, and the fact that you've got these people out there, like, singing about hugging each other, and the first chance they get, they're like, shoot him! You know, like, (laughs) the hypocrisy of that, and, like, them, you know, scattering, and him being mad that he broke up the party, and then the guy with the harmonica in his neck. It's also crazy, but it just works really well. And I feel like that that scene itself was very, like, trimmed up, and it, like, it was very neat. And I liked Mm -hmm. that much better than I did like the rest of it just felt like you know tossed in jokes kind of Mm -hmm. yeah no I I agree with
1: that and I do like the ending of this movie actually a lot I think it works like (laughs) him being in the hospital and not being able to tell them what the disease is from and then them just getting rid of everybody and then the lemonade scene, like, I, that's fun. Like, I like that, too, how it's like, okay, great, now everybody in this town is going to get sick, yes. but the whole thing with the store clerk and okay, all yes. that, what, that should have been cut, oh, my God, why did that make why? it into the movie? Why? <laughs> I know. That It, like, has nothing dumb.
4: to do with nothing. Nothing. To, I was trying so hard, because I, I do try. To are, like, okay, what? is this saying something about how, what that that you know he they, this isn't really a racist hillbilly or that it yeah. like what are they trying to say? and I'm like, they're really just saying nothing this both yeah. of the scenes from when he said it in the store when they first got there to now the you know giving the gun, why? I want to have Eli Ralph just ask him that one question <laughs> why.
3: What? Why?
2: it was a it was a gotcha moment of like yeah. you thought we were going this way but ah we got you one the other way it was still it for what <laughs> like for, for what, what bro it, it it none of that hit it was just like, uh i so... can't tell you
4: i was glad it didn't go the other way though so when when it went and it that was all happening that scene i was like this is how we're gonna end the movie but mm-hmm. why and then it flipped and i'm like what?
2: <laughs> this is it's exactly like, what was, I did. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was a better alternative <laughs> to something that just shouldn't have existed in the yes, first place. <laughs> yes. Where I was like, Yeah, cool. I'm happy you went the gotcha route, but bruh. Bro, wow. we didn't need this. But I will. We didn't need this. I,
1: I will say though, although I hated like all of that dialogue and all of that stuff, I thought it was really yeah. stupid and did not need to be in the movie you, at all. Did I, you did, love the clerk? Did you I did. I did. I did like the clerk, but also <laughs> I really like the ending. So after that, and it cuts and the credits start. I love that image of all the hillbilly guys with the lemonade, and then the the group of black people with the lemonade, and they're all like vibing to the banjo or the guitar or whatever he's playing. Yes. I do. I didn't think that that was actually really funny but like, i still i would have preferred they cut that entire thing out than to have that because it was just so unnecessary and i don't think it was and it's not funny and eli roth obviously thought it was like such a good one he was like oh this is a banger of a joke but it doesn't right. pay off like no, in the way cringe. that he he thinks like if the whole idea was just that the kids Had these assumptions, because I could see if it was maybe one of those things where, like, the kids come in, they have this assumption that, you know, these people are, like, hillbillies, and they already have these preconceived notions of them, and it turns out to be wrong. Fine, but But there's definitely a better way to do that, and it also meant nothing to the movie. It had nothing to do with the movie. Like,
0: that's not the theme of this movie, like, at all. Exactly. 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 I do think it came from a place of, like, because I feel like he tries to do this, like, subverting expectations thing all the time, yeah. right? Like, I feel like that kind of happens with Paul. Like, he's he seems like the nice guy. He seems like he's going to be the hero. And then we subvert that, and it goes a different way. And it, it just, like, maybe that was the intent, was, like, to just add another thing onto the list of things to subvert expectations. But, again, <laughs> yeah. it means nothing to anything. And just because you can't, like, why? You don't need it. It's, like... Yeah, way over the top. But I feel like he does that. We revisit that again at Hostel 2, which I won't spoil, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: The the scene, though, that Erica brought up with the lemonade stuff, like, I really like that scene and Shot too because, again, that was another, like, Eli Roth world moment that, like, when you just have them all lined up like that and then you get the truck leaving with all the water and stuff, like, there's not a lot being told to you. It's like, it's, when he's not trying as hard... It just it things just seem to work way better because like he does have the ability to like nuance the scene so that, you know, everything that's happening um, without it just being spilled to you verbally. Like you can see all the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like scenes that I really enjoyed, I also really enjoyed the Jeff scene when he dies, because that was <laughs> one of those. Because that was one of those very dark comedy moments that also was like subverting expectations, but it worked for me. Where like he was a asshole for the move for a majority of the movie, but for survival reasons, he's like, "Screw you guys, I'm trying to live." And he gets back and he's like, "Oh, I made it! I made it! I made it!" And like, I I laughed because I was like. I, even though he does immediately die afterwards, like, I I would have been okay with him actually just making it and leaving. Like, if he had just been like, shit, I made it, and then just ran off into the sunset, (laughs) I probably would have been fine with it. Because it's, like, one of those things where it's like, oh, wow, that character that character survived okay cool that doesn't you don't normally see that a lot but sure why not and like i think when he's in his groove and like moments like that that's when the movie's really good and like those are the parts that i enjoy
4: i agree yeah Yeah, i love that scene yeah the Jeff? The Jeff scene? Yeah, I love that scene. Um, yeah, when he was going, I made it, I made it. And I'm like, oh, no. I felt like, no, something's going to happen. And then he got shot up by all those So many people, and I, and I think really loud, I went, no, yeah. no. It's just so, everything is so ludicrous. I just That was my reaction to everything. Yeah. But I like that. Going Another, back. Oh, oh go ahead.
0: I was just going to say in the same vein of like subverting expectations and going back to the the scene of the townspeople who go and try to hunt them down, this is another thing that I... You said it earlier that you laughed at this, Erica. I laughed because I thought it was funny that these people seemed like an actual threat. And then the moment they were actually like faced with killing somebody, they were just like bumbling around and they all like killed each other. Like, that's why I thought it was funny is because you're like, oh, no, they're coming for them, Right. But then they like shoot each other and die immediately. This guy (laughs) gets stabbed with a screwdriver Screwdriver. (laughs) yeah
1: well i mean and it kind of makes sense because it's like these people the people in the town aren't villains i do think that there is a certain aspect of it where it's like um you know the our college kids immediately look at them and think oh god these people are like hicks because even when they come up and see that lady with the pig it's like on a farm that's a normal thing, but to them, they're like, oh my god, like, thinking she's, like, some murderer, and, like, no, that's just, you know, how things are done some places, but, so, yeah, it's, like, these people in the town really aren't equipped to be going on manhunts, they just, like, (laughs) think that they can because they have guns, and they assume that these college kids are, like, idiots, which, I mean, they kind of are, but, um, Another small thing that I did like was at the end of the movie. There's this how how at the beginning when Paul gets bit and they're like, "You should really make a sign that says not to sit next." to him, <laughs> At the end of the movie, there's a sign that says, "Do not sit next to Dennis," like <laughs> at, on the storefront, and like little things like that. I think are are clever, and I do also think uh-huh. it is. There's when they're like sitting around the campfire and they're talking and. I can't remember who says it, but somebody says like, oh, trauma, trauma brings people together. And then Paul is like, well, only if you experience the trauma together. And I do think that that's cool. It's like they have that whole conversation and then like they go through this traumatic experience and it like completely tears their group apart. It like (laughs) doesn't really bring any of them closer besides maybe Paul and... The girl that he sleeps with, whose name I keep forgetting, may be them, but other than that, it like totally destroys their entire friendship group. Like none of them <laughs> band together at all. You're right. That's they totally just
0: all man for himself.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically from the beginning. Besides, maybe I will say, and maybe this is because he was sick, but sick Bert kind of comes through and does try and and help them out. But other than him and Paul, like most of them get torn apart pretty quickly, and like are mad at each other right away.
4: <laughs> yeah, I um, I wish I would have noticed that sign with Dennis. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't catch it because I would have loved that. I have, oh, I have one. I really liked the very, very opening sequence because I felt really creeped out. It's just like the. Um, when they're talking about, well, not talking about it, when they're showing, like, who made the movie and the movie itself, and it's just, like, this dirty, bloody, with the, and you could hear the flies. And that's all you see. I was like, oh, I thought this was a comedy. Maybe it's going to be scary. Like, it me out. I'm like, no, it's a comedy. And the only other no here I have, which, wow, I was not prepared. I was like, this is so gross. The kid bit his hand. He goes out into the water, dirty water in the ground, washes his cut, and then he's playing with this dirty dog. That's all I thought. Little did I know what was actually going to happen and how nasty it was going to get.
2: I wrote that down too. I was like, why don't you just use a faucet? Like, yeah. A gets, bottle of who water. Gets who gets a bite and is like, all right, well, let me just go yeah. put this in the in the river out back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hopefully that'll just cure me right up. Yeah. I'm like, what? Because and
4: <laughs> and also- he says he has tetanus or something. Not that he, he, he might, he might not. But he's yeah. Just like, yeah, let me, it's so gross.
1: <laughs> it's like, also, I don't understand, like, he- Obviously, yeah. There should be some kind of warning if you know that your kid has a tendency to bite people. But also, why does Paul just go sit himself down next to this random kid and put his hand in his face and like talking to him? I'm like, don't bother that child. Like, why do you have to sit on the bench anyway? Like... Who are you? You're the stranger.
4: Can you stand up and get out of this kid's face? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I am so glad you said that. My face is all scowly. I hated that when he did that. Oh, he thinks he's so cool. First of all, if I was that kid's mom, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? You're my kid. Get away from my kid, you stupid drunk college kid. I would have been so pissed. But yeah, he's like, hey man, I'm and that kid bit him. I was like, yeah. Now, when he goes and but I was like, "Yeah, kid, do yeah, that. Get out of my space, stranger." But at the end, when he had to do all the karate before yeah. than that, I was like, "And did I miss something? Why is he talking about pancakes?" Yeah, I don't think you missed anything. Okay, I, think, there I is. think
2: he just think he just is. Also, why does he <laughs> wait so long to be bitten? There, that's I know. that's my that's my biggest question about the kung fu dentist scene is like. You see him, you know he bites. You see him get up. You see him do kung fu and head in your general direction. Why do you just wait there to be bitten? He's
1: like mesmerized by his moves. He's like, wow, that kid sure can kick. But also it's like he sits there and watches and then the dad does too. The dad's just like... And here oh, goes Dennis th- going again. He like, uh, can somebody I do, can do something? To stop
3: this. Yeah, he's like, well,
1: I'm like, all right, <laughs> I guess we'll just sit here and watch. Like, yeah, the kid is very talented, but uh, <laughs> you had time. <laughs> he definitely had time to move. He doesn't only bite,
4: he's also, he also very talented. Yeah, he
1: also bites. But then they do the same thing earlier, too, though, with the hermit, is when he's approaching the girls and they're like, get back. I was like, move. Like, why yeah. are you guys just standing there? Like, why aren't you in the out? house,
4: first of all? <laughs> why is everybody outside? Let's just... This is stupid. Why aren't you in the house right now? Like...
0: It's like... Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: not not everybody
4: needs to be <laughs> They have, like, there. this little... I forget what they have, but they're like, get away
1: from me I'll It's really. like hair, Yeah, and then they have, like, hairspray. I don't yes. know what she sprays oh in his, his eyes. But, yeah, it's like everybody had to be out there. And then everybody, like, just lets him approach them and they don't mm-hmm. back up or anything. I'm like, this guy is spewing blood. Yes. <laughs> maybe make some space. Like he's <laughs> get <oozing>. some distance.
4: <laughs> he is oozing. Yes. projectile. And you're like, <laughs> like at first when they started to go out, I'm like, why are you doing that? But I know he's trying to take the, the truck, but he's also in the truck. Like mm-hmm. maybe we just let him take the truck <laughs> and like we we walk. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's do you want to get in that truck now? That guy it's oozing.
0: Just right off the truck. It's gone. Just let him take it.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. Just report
1: it to the police later. I'm sure he can't get far. He seems to just want to go to the hospital. So maybe just let him drive to the hospital and then he probably yeah. won't even be able to get there. <laughs> like and this man is very delirious. He's probably not going to get pro- it too far.
4: <laughs> You'll probably find your truck right up the street. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's
4: like, no. Just
2: let it go. Good-
0: <laughs> yeah. Um to go back to the pancake scene, I think this might clear it up a little bit. It doesn't make it any more necessary to be in there. But I read that the scene was made up during filming after, or it might have been in the, um, I, I like listened to an interview where he talked about it being in the audition process, where he saw the kid, Matthew Helms, practicing taekwondo. And so once he discovered that he was a real life black belt, and he, this kid was like young, he had said that he had been doing this taekwondo for six hours a day for, since he was two like trained wow. to do it and he was like how do you do that and he was like oh, uh, he was like don't you go to school <laughs> he was like oh i'm homeschooled so i just like practice constantly so at that point he was like you know what let's just write this into the movie so it's it's like literally Aww. just there for the sake of this he kid does. to do yeah. it which oh, is in some cool, ways it's actually. better yeah <laughs> like it still yeah. has yeah. nothing to do with anything but like <laughs> no. all right it's sweet though it
1: hey hey kid do your thing good job <laughs> you can yeah and you can tell by the way that it's shot that they very much wanted to like highlight him because of the slow motion and the way that you could see his entire body but i do and then later on when paul is in the hospital he walks or he's like pushed by a room and he like hallucinates dennis getting served pancakes by like a giant bunny rabbit I only saw
2: I only saw the bunny rabbit. Yeah, he's like holding
1: he's holding a plate of pancakes. But that also kind of doesn't make sense because Paul wasn't there when that happened,
4: right? So why would he hallucinate that? He didn't know about the pancakes. And that's pretty amazing. You saw that. I only saw the bunny.
2: Yeah, I was very very fixated on the bunny.
4: (laughs) I only noticed it this time because that's one of the parts I remembered.
1: From watching it the first time. So I was expecting the bunny, so it didn't surprise me. So I like could notice more (laughs) about what was happening. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, that might have made sense if it was Bert, but I don't know why Paul would see that. And
4: did they say anything about the pancakes? No, I just (laughs) I just knew it was
0: there because I also did the research, right? And came across somebody talking about the fact that the bunny is serving pancakes. I didn't realize that he was serving it to Dennis. And I also am, like, I don't think there's any, I think it's just, like, in there for the sake of being Another in there. Being in there. Yeah. yeah.
4: Maybe the TV version was the right version. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, could, he could just be a big, like, Donnie Darko fan or something, and it's like, I want to have a bunny in here somewhere. Was Donnie
4: know. Darko out before this was made? Oh. I love Donnie Darko. I don't know.
2: A great Question actually. I think I it know. was actually a
0: shining reference though, like when oh. he walks mm. past the, you know, oh. the hotel room or whatever. Oh, yeah. maybe. Because I like, did oh, also that. notice it seemed like there was a
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre shot reference in the part where she's like walking up to that house and it like is shooting and it like goes up her butt and like goes up her body.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like
1: that was like an homage to that that shot from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I'm yeah. going to be surprised if he was just like throwing in he, references. Because he's a huge, I mean, he definitely is like a horror fan and I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Yeah, I think he talks about this movie is to pay uh, homage to a lot of the stuff that he likes. So there being random references from other horror movies, I think tracks for what he was going for.
0: Yeah, he did talk about, I watched an interview and he talks about, I can't remember the exact specifics, but I think what you're saying, Erica, he talked about that being a Texas Chainsaw reference. And I think the screwdriver in the ear is like a, um, mm. it's like a reference to The Hills Have Eyes or something like that. Mm. And then they're listening to a song on the way to the cabin that I think mm. was in a different movie. I'm sorry, I can't remember. I should have written it down, but there, there's like a handful of references like this in there. I just don't remember specifics.
1: Mm. And I I think, too, some of it might be like a deliverance, like a reference to Mm. deliverance. And that whole idea of like in that movie, you know, the outsiders coming in and kind of polarizing themselves against the people that live there. Like, And that was something that I was thinking about this time because I was like, oh, maybe the pancake scene is kind of supposed to be like the banjo the dueling banjo scene in deliverance but no they're nothing <laughs> they're like not at all like each other I was just trying to
0: make sense of it but no <laughs> yeah I don't think this is a very <laughs> like deep movie and that's okay it's, you know they don't all have to be that way I guess yeah no that's that's fine some of them but I will say are... the makeup does look really good in this movie too oh, it's, it's another thing I'll give to them so good the makeup looks great I was wondering if it was going to hold up. And it looks so real and scary and gory. Mm. I, yeah. I like, and that's what I kept thinking, too, budget-wise. Like, they must have spent a good amount on – I think, actually, I might have seen Greg Nicotero on it um, to mm-hmm. help with some of the makeup effects, which he's really good at what mm-hmm. he does. But, yeah, I liked that a lot, and it, I thought it held up. And just while we're on the subject, kind of my one other – like, one of my last pieces of trivia is that he – Eli Roth originally got the idea for this movie while working in Iceland on a horse farm and he got a super bad skin infection. It sounds like it was like a ring a type of rainworm infection. Um, but he got it from like rotting hay in a barn that he was moving and he oh. like got something similar to this. And so he said he actually like went to sh- He was started to scratch his neck because it was like itchy and had like flesh, like in his like nails And he was like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll just go to sleep and wake up. It won't be that bad. Woke up the next day and he started shaving. And it actually, he was peeling off like chunks of his skin from his like neck and chin. And he said, he said, even you'd think this would hurt, but it didn't. It actually felt good because it was so itchy that (laughs) I was taking off. And so he said he like had to go to the hospital there. And like, it was just coming off in sheets, which is fucking disgusting and uh, so disturbing
4: this is a real i am never thing. owning a horse i'm never <laughs> touching hay and i'm never living on a farm now that i've heard of that so, it's gross. so gross that oh god
2: yeah <laughs> that's nasty sorry i'm gonna look at horses oh, well. in a
4: whole different way now usually i get really excited and like oh i want to touch that horse nope <laughs> nope
1: Oh my gosh, the sheets—that's what got me when you said that.
4: Yes.
0: (laughs) Sorry, but I think it adds
1: like more realism to this. That makes sense, though, for the shaving scene because I do often wonder. I'm like, why does she keep going? Yeah, but if that's yeah, I kept going.
4: Stop, stop (laughs) shaving, and then you actually see blood, and then she goes again. Oh, stop. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah maybe it feels good then i bet it
0: is like oh if it's itchy. quite itchy yeah but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um this was ranked number one most gruesome movie disease of all time by total film magazine in february of 2013 so it's been a while mm. but i mean i stand by it. that is disgusting when i think of like the most mm. gross things that i can think of in horror movies this has got to be like top five when she's like when they leave her out in the like shed and then they come and get her and her she's just like seeping into that blanket so it's like it's gone mm-hmm. from white to like yellow red brown and then they pull out the mattress that she's been laying on and that is like oh it's like one of the grossest things i think i've ever seen yeah, so nasty but so effective
4: yeah
2: i mm-hmm. yeah. agree
0: okay all right so now are we ready oh, to no. rate this movie i'm not
4: okay yeah
2: i'm not going first i'll go first i, I don't I mind all right um should i should I yeah go? we're ready for you yeah let's let's okay. <laughs>
4: what's your rating
2: um all right cabin fever i would give it two and a half out of
0: five
2: all right uh Mostly because I, again, I wasn't like a huge fan of it, you know, watching it, and I do still kind of stand by that. Like I watched it, and I was like, "This is ridiculous," um, but it's not all bad. And like I said earlier, there are definitely some some nice foreshadowing to later Eli Roth within this movie that I did very much enjoy. And if nothing else for this movie, the actual, like, gore and effects of it are really, really well done and still hold up almost 20 years later. So I give it credit in that regard. It's just the writing and stuff didn't really age well and, like, the plot needed some tweaking. But there there are some good things for this particular movie. And that is why Two and a Half is where I will sit.
0: That's pretty good. I thought you were going to go lower, so i appreciate it
2: right. i thought about it but i was like no nah, no nah. actually talking it out the parts that i did like i think i liked more after actually talking about them I was right. like, actually that scene was actually pretty good
1: right yeah
2: just didn't feel that way for a majority of the
0: movie <laughs> erica do you want to go next oh uh, yeah i'll go um okay
1: i think i'm gonna give this I think I'm actually going to give it a 2.9. I felt the same way. Like, talking this movie out, I realized that even moments that I'm not a huge fan of or they, like, seemed really weird, I don't know. It kind of works. Like, even as much as things happen and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is this happening? It still made the movie enjoyable for me. It is not as good as I remember it being. And there's a lot of moments in this movie with the characters or just random little side bits that, although they feel like they're in like necessary to the plot, I also feel like they could have been cut out and this movie would have been the same and I would have been fine. But I will say, I do think that this movie, the cabin fever part of it like the sickness part of it still holds up I'm probably still gonna think about those parts of the movie because like I said it had been a very long time since I had seen this and I still would randomly think about yeah like the shaving scene or the part where she's in the the shed like little things like that stick in my mind and I feel like that's because they are it's creepy and scary and for those parts of that movie, it is effective. So it's just one of those movies, like, I wouldn't mind throwing it on and watching it or having it on in the background. Like, it's it's a, it's a an entertaining enough movie. It's short enough that I'll probably watch it again. But I will just go into it knowing that it is not the masterpiece that my child brain <laughs> had convinced me it was and that it is what it is. <laughs> like, it just, it's just... One of those movies where you get what you what you think you're gonna get, and that is a bunch of stupid college students falling apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah. And, literally and figuratively, apart. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both. I love Felicia, it, Felicia. Do you want to go next?
4: All right, I am right on par with Erica. I give it a two point nine for all the same reasons. There's definitely some stuff that could be cut. I didn't find myself wishing it was over. Oddly enough, you know, sometimes you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, please, I have to watch this for the podcast. Please <laughs> <Move> be <me laughs> over. Um, like, I, I, it was just so absurd, but it was um, like, I, there was there was points that I really enjoyed in the same thing with the, uh, it was really disgusting and those things will sit with me. And there's probably some movies I rated too high that I rated a 2.75 or a 2.5 in the past that I did not, I didn't like as as much as this one and I couldn't I couldn't put the couldn't give him the same score it just wasn't right so <laughs> 2.9
0: <laughs> man as you guys talked about it I I think I changed my I think I changed it <laughs> <laughs> because it's hard I'm having the same struggle Erica where I feel like I I do want to almost rate it from my nostalgia brain much higher but watching it now there are so many flaws like it's like I actually walked away with like 90% complaints, 10% good things. <laughs> but I still like it and I still think it's worth a watch. Like kind of one of the things that I use to as my barometer is a 3 and up, I in my opinion, I would recommend somebody watch for whatever mm. reason. And so I think I'm going to give this a 3. Because I do re- I do think it's worth a watch especially in the horror genre for those iconic scenes, for the shaving scene and the you know shed scene obviously i one of the most horrific things in this movie is the fact that he then has to kill her like because she is on her way out that is horrific yeah. that is terrifying to me so i like that part a lot and so that's why i'm going to stick with i think a 3 but there are a lot of <laughs> like just not great parts to this <laughs> and i was surprised cuz i thought i was going to love it again if you had asked me before this i would have been like i love cabin fever and i think i said that mm-hmm. even to you guys i love cabin fever But, you know, watching it now, you're like, oh,
4: God.
2: (laughs) I like Cabin Fever. Yes,
4: I like it. I like-ish Cabin Fever. (laughs) I think all of us, because I went from a two and a half to a three. And the only reason I landed where I was, there was things that I rated a three that I liked better. Mm -hmm. And there was things that I rated a two and a half that I liked worse. (laughs) So I think we all agree, even though it's in this varying range.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, so with that kind of wrapped up, um, thank you guys again for being here and being a guest on our podcast. Thank you. It's a
2: lot of fun. Thanks for having us.
0: Do you guys want to give another plug and just tell people where they can find you? Sure. We are Homies of Horror
1: on all of our social media we are on instagram we are on twitter and we are on facebook and we upload new episodes every single monday um i think this comes out next wednesday right yes Mm -hmm. okay so yeah we just did our newest episode was on the fourth kind so that Ooh. is out right now. Ooh. So excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, i excited for that one. <laughs> for that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so new episodes come out every single Monday. And we also stream every Monday night, 6 p.m. PST. And take it away, Twitch guy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you can find us on twitch on my channel which is twitch.tv slash just Rochaine, or you can just go to our social medias there's a link to that will link you directly to the channel from there
1: yep and you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts,
0: google podcasts etc <laughs> awesome nice. well thank you guys again yes and thank you Felicia,
4: what's next? Oh, what's next? (laughs) So we are um, watching Hostel 2 next. Oh, yeah. We're just going to keep the Eli Roth train going. I I
0: was like, that's perfect. (laughs) It's just like a
1: little Eli Roth
0: marathon.
4: (laughs) So we're excited about that. Yes.
0: I told Felicia after we did Hostel, I was like, listen, the next movie I get to pick, I'm going to do Hostel 2 because (laughs) obviously you can't not follow it up. You've got to watch the second one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
4: yeah i agree for that and you also can find us on uh instagram's our hub for sure we're there the most um but we're also on facebook and twitter and uh youtube so if you'd rather watch us talk about it you can you could go to youtube um, and find us there and everywhere you go it's two chicks and a whore flick except for twitter it's two chicks hf i have to do that slow Cause I always say AF I have to really slow. Um, and also do you want to tell them about our Patreon, Donnie?
0: <laughs> okay.
4: So we have a Patreon. <laughs> if you want to support the
0: show, you can go over there and we have some awesome tiers. And we also have a free, uh, discord community. A d- yes. Discord community is also part of our Patreon tiers, but you can go over there just to, you know, chat with us about all things horror. So that's free and you can download an app to your phone and everything and if you like this podcast give us a review and rating that's always helpful so that people find us if they search for us and do the same for homies of horror too yep if you go listen to their episodes which are fantastic oh yes. thank you <laughs>
2: stop we'll have all
0: the links we'll Make have all blush. the links in
4: the show notes and and all of that
0: yes yeah All right. Well, thank you guys again for being here and we'll see you next week with Hostel 2 and have such a good night. No nightmares.